0: What's up, what's up? Welcome back to another Smart Ass Podcast on this lovely Thursday afternoon. We're so glad to have you. My boy, K-Little, what's
1: on? What's up, y'all? Welcome, welcome.
0: Glad to have you guys here. But before we get to anything, let's go over. Uh, this podcast uh, has been our hope for, for at least... Six years. Um, so <laughs> I want to welcome you to Smart Ass <laughs> Podcast. This has been really two years of making, and we are finally ready to deliver. I'm your host, Quite Frank.
1: And I'm Kay Little, so welcome, y'all. Honestly, we've had seven years worth of conversations and arguments and misunderstandings and varying viewpoints. But at the end of the day, I'm always right, and quite frankly, thinks he's always right. So through it all, though we may be different, we did realize that we're both smart asses, and this is why we present to you Smart Ass Podcast.
0: And what's unique about this podcast is a live component. Blog Talks allows us, uh, you as listeners, (laughs) to comment and engage with us in real time. Whether you call in to the chat function, or whether you uh, are able to listen live through our Smart Ass, uh podcast, or the next day you listen to, to us if you can't reach it, but the next the next time or, that, or when it's live <laughs> on iTunes or Spotify <laughs> through our whole or through our whole platform, uh, blog uh, slash Smart Ass podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm cracking up right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so Smart Ass Podcast is in effect every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you check us out. Like uh, Quite Frank said, if you can't reach us on Thursday, we are uploaded the next day on iTunes and Spotify. But every Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can find us here. And please make sure you join us live. Um, So let's jump into it check in. So, Quite Frank, we know last week, Quite Frank celebrated um, a birthday this past weekend. So, how's your week been, Quite Frank? How was the celebration? Or just, how was your day?
0: Man, it was great. Uh, great, great to see another year. Great to, to be here. So, I was just blessed. Shared it with my family and a few friends. Mm-hmm. So, had a had a great time. Um, I'm good this week. I, um, you know, I did a lot of things. I, you know, we had a primary election that just passed. So, I was able to contribute in my services by working the polls. Um, so, I felt good about that. Uh, so, it was, it, was a good, it was a good week. I can't complain. I did my, I did my Very duty. Very good. Very good. Very good. Your civic duty, huh? What about you? Did you, did you vote, Kay Little?
1: I did. I actually. <laughs> <laughs> Quite frank. I already know the answer to that, so I'm not even entertaining. Boy, if you don't. You got to say, I'm voting. But I will say I've had a really good week. Um, I feel like um, there's been a lot of not so great things happening in the world, of course, but I've enjoyed my week. Um, Part of that being because, like, I have been binging, like, the rest of Black America and the culture of Moesha, which has been really cool to be sort of nostalgic and back back in a um, playful space, you know, because Moesha was out when I was a kid. So it's been nice to um, reconnect with that. and also realize and pick up on some of the messages that they share with us at, on that black sitcom and um, wishing I had recognized it when I was younger. So Netflix has been good to us this week for sure, for
0: sure, what? for sure. I know you're me. What do you, you think about that uh, that Brandy album? That came? I know you're you a are Brandy stan. I don't know what, they, what, they, what Brandy called her but...
1: <laughs> Listen, okay, I'm going to be completely honest. I've only gotten through the first half of the album because I was like... I wasn't feeling the first half. Quite Frank said he enjoyed the second half, and I feel like everybody's been saying that. But I have to, I have to get to that point because if it becomes hard to listen to one or two songs, I take a break from it. But I am a big Brandy fan, so I'm going, I'm going to listen to that album, and I might just play it on Spotify just so she can get half of a cent a day. Right,
0: right. That's important. You got to support. At this point, is all, all lives. I mean, Black Lives Matter. So we want to make sure we support, oh, we absolutely. support our sister. Yeah, and, and she uh, had, had a good give, week. Yeah,
1: yeah, she did. I she yeah, she had a good week with the with the uh, album and the the TV show. Moesha coming back out. So it's it's been kind to her.
0: Yeah, it's been a good good week for her. Um I also want to give a a quick RIP or rest in peace to my boy Regis Filming. Uh you know, he passed away last week um due to natural causes, but he's he's about somebody that had been around since I was a kid. I remember being a kid and seeing him on on the morning TV on my way to school, um, or if I was late to school, by the um, time he came on, but I just remember him um, as a kid growing up, and also you know who wants to be a millionaire. So he was somebody yeah. I just, I just grew up in childhood, you know, just grew up with. So I just want to give a big rest in peace to Richmond. He did a lot in the entertainment world, and um, he was seemed like a, a good guy. Oh, oh,
1: oh that's interesting. Did, did that affect you? I'm sort of surprised to hear you say that.
0: Well, no, I I was, when I learned about it, I was sad, I was like, nah, it's another another legend gone, but he seemed to be like, I just remember as a kid, he was somebody that reminds me of my, growing up, my, my childhood, and also reminds me of my, <laughs> my grandmother, too, because she used to watch him. you know, every morning, I remember waking up, uh, you know, how grandmas wake up at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning, cooking breakfast. Of course. And he, right. Uh, and Reg- Regis would be on, you know, so... He just somebody reminded me of my um childhood and you know, seeing him doing different things and he just seemed to have like a nice spirit. And I saw yeah that uh, mm-hmm. special on A B C twenty and I was they were saying, uh, doing a farewell, you know, goodbye and so I, a lot of they saw a mm-hmm. lot of his stories. Yeah, so you know, it just made me think about, you know, he was uh, one of the goats in the um early daytime uh, you know, type of daytime T V genre. So he was, you know, he was a, seemed like a, a cool, cool guy and, you know, paid away for a lot of different hosts like Ryan Seacrest and all of them now, so.
1: no, I actually think that makes a lot of sense. It's crazy how um, an, an older white person can make us think about our black grandmother or black granddad, right? It's it's really <laughs> interesting to think about. But, yeah, Regis connects that to me, too, because that's the first thing I thought of, too. You know, if you're at your grandma's house or um, being raised by your grandmother your grandparents, those people are on the TV. That's who you see. Um, and they are part of your childhood. Yes. So,
0: yeah. Him rest Kelly. Rest in peace. I'm sorry, Captain Lee. Not
1: what?
0: Nah, Lee. Not, I was not about the to say, cat. I mean,
1: Ke- Ke- Kelly was there for, uh, I
0: was like, all right, you're going to tell Kelly, all right. All right, Please, no, the yeah, other, yeah. other, 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 the other, Lee. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, rest in peace to Reese's just filming, man. And uh, condolences to his family as well.
1: You're so kind. So let's go
0: ahead and get, and get it into it, into one of our uh, regulars. We're going to do the smart asinine of the week where we go over cultural uh, things that happen around us or just the stuff that's happened in the world around us. So let's go ahead and mm-hmm. get into that. Do
1: you have a Do you have a, a sound for that? Do we have a sound for asinine?
0: We, we do, if I can find it.
1: Did you take it away? What is it? <laughs> I don't remember it. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you took it away for a second. Oh, that's what it was. Oh. That's what it was. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So uh, jumping into asinine, um, we want to start off and talk about what happened in Lebanon, uh, specifically in um, Beirut, this past uh, Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, on Tuesday, and. I think we probably have all seen the video at this point, but if in the event that you were in some forest or you were out in wilderness um, and unable to check it out, on Tuesday in Lebanon um, and Beirut, there was this massive, massive explosion that killed, at this point, up to 137 people, or at least 137 people, and injured 5,000 people. It was this big explosion, um, and there was, I have all of this written down to, 2,750 metric tons um, of some type of explosion, um, some nitrate um, that just caused billions of dollars in damage. So 300,000 people are misplaced can't live in their homes, don't have anywhere to go. Um, and what's even more so unfortunate with that whole situation, and, you know, outside of the deaths, because the deaths and what happened is already tragic enough, but this explosion was huge and destructive. Um, there's death, again, in the air. There's pollution in the air now that people are breathing in. Um, and then on top of that, there's COVID, right? And if you walk, look looked at some of the videos, people are in the hospitals, bleeding, trying to get help. They're slammed um, and, you know, don't have masks on. There's a lot of different things because of, because of what happened, of course. But it's just so many different sort of uh, issues and, and concerns there um, that I have been aggressively praying for them and hoping that they get better. So um, what do you think about that, quite frank? And, and the people out there, too, um, did you all see that video? Because one moment, it's like an explosion or something is smoking, and then it looked like something out of a movie. It was crazy.
0: Yeah. I just want to let everybody know too we we might not go we have the chat open right now too so if anybody that's from um that from Lebanon or you know know have mm-hmm, family yeah. down there we live in you guys be able to comment and give us some updates as well as about what's going on uh there. Yeah. Uh, so to you just go to smart ass podcast. I'm oh, sorry, go to blog talk radio slash smart ass podcast and we you can go to the chat section. Uh, yeah. but no it's it's uh it's crazy. Like the video um is almost something like out of a movie. I didn't you know, when I saw the video, yeah. I saw the explosion. Like, that's crazy. Like, that's something like you've seen out the movies. Um, it was uh, breathtaking. Um, and I just, you know, mm-hmm. my prayers go for the Lebanon. I couldn't imagine uh, something like that happening. And um, it just, I don't know, it's just like this 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 year has been a crazy year for crazy things happening. And I just don't mm-hmm. know, um, you know, what, how much more, not how much more we could take, but just how much, how much can you go through in one year? You know, it just, it yeah. just seems like it doesn't stop.
1: Yeah. No, w- one of the cool things and, uh, or the things I appreciate about living in New York city is the opportunity and the privilege to go to the nine 11 area. And I <laughs> can't even begin to imagine what that was like to um, live in the city or nearby during 9-11, but to mm. learn some of the history of that and the people affected from the illnesses that creep up years later, like cancer because they inhaling uh, the air and, and the stuff within the air uh, from just the death and the, Families and loved ones that are affected all over the place, um, and people that aren't directly affected in some of the uh, more, uh, more direct ways, but also that witnessed it and saw that it, it really makes you think. So this this really threw me off. This was really hard to watch. And if you all did had they, an opportunity, say... to – go ahead. No,
0: good, sorry. No, did, did no, they no, no, say no. What, happened? what was it like? What? How did the explosion happen? Did they have like the cause of what what actually happened?
1: Yeah, so sort of. So back in 2013, there was a Russian cargo ship that was was being sort of uh, stationed or um, uh, kept in, in that harbor, in that area. Um, Russian was carrying a ship of this massive explosion, this uh, uh, this nitrate, right? So at that point, the ship. The cargo ship stopped there and has been there since 2013 because they didn't have enough resources or money to get back to or to get wherever they were coming from. So officials in Lebanon and um, Beirut have been for years now exclaiming that they need to do something to um, address these explosives on the ship and also figure out ways to keep it um, sort of, I guess, protected. So something like this won't happen and it's fallen on deaf ears. I don't know exactly how it how it came about that the explosion occurred, though, I do know they have, if I'm not mistaken, 16 people in custody now or investigating to figure out what potentially happened. Um, but it's sad. It's real sad. It's, it's messed up in every yeah. way. And if you get a chance to watch the video of the beautiful bride taking photos um, and literally within a second, this big explosion, you just can't believe it. It literally looks like something out of a movie. And that's what we've thats what we experienced at this point. Say what?
0: Right. I didn't see that video. I didn't know
1: that. Yeah, there's a video. She's taking photos. She's, you know, doing her, her photos as a bride, and the exposure happens. It's insane. 2020 has been literally a movie. COVID was a movie, yep. right? We were saying, like, oh, my gosh, this is real life. This is, like, out of a movie. Watching an officer, and we've seen this too many times, of watching an officer legit um, kill Mr uh, Floyd and just take his sort of his life away. You see it slip away. That was a movie. That was something out of nowhere. The activism, right? The the beauty of that, the activism, but also the police brutality and the and the war zone like feels of different cities with the curfews and whatnot was like out of you know, out of a movie. And now we're shifting to something like this, which is just really hard. So um I'm definitely praying for the people. I do want to include in this section too that if you um I found this on CNN and I know you find a lot of places to support on social media, but if you go to Impact Your World, um and you can donate to them and they will use that money to aid seven other seven organizations that's helping the people of Lebanon like um Oh gosh, what is wrong with me? Everything is falling me now. Like a United States fund um the National Red Cross, um, there's a care relief, the cooperative for its assistance and relief everywhere. There's seven different organizations, Humanity and Inclusion, a lot of different ones that are helping out the people there. So please pray. Um, please send please send help if you can or any type of resources. And keep them in your thoughts, y'all.
0: Yeah, I have, I have a very close friend that's from her family from um, Lebanon. So, you know, yeah, that really, here. you know, sure, yeah. So. Yeah, I just I just hope we they'll be able to, you know, get relief and hopefully, like, people that, you know, there weren't too many. So hopefully there's not too many, you know, injuries or deaths that come along with that, even though know, I know it has been, but hopefully the total mm-hmm. doesn't increase. In- and um, have yeah. had the U.S., as far as us, as, as America, have we done anything to and, like, help, try to help out, like, try to go over there and send some type of relief, as they stated, anything mm-hmm. like that? Because I haven't seen, you know, America very think- much president. I
1: don't think, no, I I don't think that we have, or, or I haven't seen it, I don't know, but I'm wondering if that's even possible with this pandemic, right? I feel sure. like, I think what we've been saying for the past couple of shows is that COVID makes everything 10 times worse. So this is already bad, and then not to be able to um, assist probably in some of the ways we want to, to travel over there and aid um, because of COVID, it makes it even worse. It's, it's messed up all around. It's
0: sad. This is sad. It is. I mean, our our prayers go to, go to go to Lebanon, especially Beirut, the Beirut area. I yeah. definitely our prayers
1: go to. You. For sure, for sure.
0: What you want to talk about we talk about explosions. You want to talk about another explosion about people getting pulled over uh, while driving while black. Oh my
1: gosh, driving while black has been a thing for forever, right? We know that phrase, and here we go again. Um, this past Sunday in. Aurora, Colorado, and so we're familiar with the area for two reasons. If you all remember, um, Elijah McClain was killed there. I remember that Elijah, um, who was killed uh, for walking down the street, literally listening to music, keeping warm um, on the streets, and was killed. Um, had a heart attack on the way to the ambulance because of the injections. Um, and then number two, why the area is also popular because of James Holmes. He was the guy years ago that had when he shot up. The theater when people were watching Batman. So, so that area has been getting a lot of heat for some time. And here we go this past Sunday. Brittany Gilliam is driving in her car with her 6-year-old daughter, her 12-year-old sister, 14- and 17-year-old niece. All beautiful uh, black women, black children. Um, and they are trying to go get their nails done. They get out of the car to see if the nail shop is open. And then eventually get back in the car. Before they can pull off, police come surround them, um, dropping, weapons drawn, and basically telling them to get out the car. Brittany um, follow all the instructions. I think they put um, her and um, some of the older kids in handcuffs, asking them to get on their stomach on the ground. They did so. Then they put all of the kids, even the six-year-old, in handcuffs. Uh, When they asked why, the police said, oh, well, we don't, you know, aggressive or hostile children. We want to be, you know, we want to watch this. So we put them in handcuffs, too. Um, What happened was Brittany's car or Brittany reported her car stolen back in February or or reported some type of theft back in February. She had long since retrieved her car. It's been documented and everything. But someone made a call um, saying there was a stolen vehicle. They went and... um, Basically sort of attacked at that point, and it just went sort of downhill from there. It was really bad. Thankfully, thank God, no one got killed, um, and I don't think anyone got hurt, but I do know that the... Um, the um, what is it, the the department has apologized, and they were pretty sad about it. Um, I think the the chief of police, if I'm not mistaken, had apologized, offered a lot of support, counseling, and it's interesting, quite frankly, I don't want to keep taking up too much space and talking forever, because I can talk for days on this, but it's interesting, too, because it's already sad. Say
0: what? Uh, Keep going. It's information that people need to know.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's already sad what happened, right? There's already fear, um, that has been sort of uh, produced and surfaced in the world of the black body, and kids are also afraid of police and afraid of people, um, and sometimes white people, um, because of what they see and what they hear um, and what some and what they know to be factual in a lot of cases. And so here we are, something like that happens, and these scary officers, guns, you know, with drawn um, guns pointing at you and these kids are literally on the ground, just terrified. Can you imagine the trauma that's associated with that? That is crazy, and they they made a mistake, yeah, like, and it was crazy.
0: But they, but it just shows you how they treat us in, in life in general. Like they treat us like we are not human. Like they don't care nothing about a the family. They don't care nothing about little kids. They don't care nothing about a woman, right? They think they look right. at, look at us as as, as threats. Um. So it it it's something that. Um, unfortunately, um, hasn't hasn't um it's not gonna go away. And I don't no. know at this point what can you do now to keep um you think about something simple as spending time with your family, right? Doing something that's uh relaxing, something that's gonna uh actually like a a relieving thing, right? Getting your nails done, um and taking your kids with you to to relax and then you get pulled over and they get arrested. Your whole kids like they're some type of common criminals. So it's like when yeah. like yeah. You know, how do you how do you, then how do you go back as a parent and explain that to your kids? You know, how do you explain that to them?
1: Yeah, and and then as children too, how do you not how do you not have that image ingrained into your mind? So anytime you see the police, whether you have hatred for them or fear for them, um, how do you make sense of that? That's tough. That's a really messed up situation, and that area of Colorado just needs to figure that out altogether because. Between this and between um, Elijah, this mess just ain't cool. Like it, it, it's, it's really bad.
0: Yeah, and I guess that brings a point too. Like, how do you teach your kids uh, what's the difference between good police and bad police? Because I you know we see a lot of images of what police are doing wrong, and you know the racist, yeah. racist system that they, they they belong to. But you know, I don't want them mistaken that there's not good cops out here. But it's making it really hard to be. Uh, <laughs> to show both sides, you know. I was just thinking about that video yeah. of a little kid was uh, the dad had his recorder on outside his house, and the little guy, yeah. the bathroom, and he saw a police car um, show up, and and he's ducked behind the uh, the dad's car, car before the police car left. And that was just all a natural, you know, instinct. Or instinct. I remember yeah. seeing another video yeah, of a little girl crying. And a police officer that was a woman came over to try to comfort her because she was so literally just scared and a little, and even the police officer was crying. So it's like, how do you, you know, uh, how do you teach the difference when you see so much of the kind of the same mentality over and over and over again? Because I'm getting to the point now where I don't even, um, mm-hmm. if I get pulled over, I don't even know, you know, what my reaction is nowadays. You yeah. know, I used to have a kind of a neutral a neutral thing about it, but, you know, at this
1: point, you don't know you know what to think. You really don't. It, it, it's really scary, too. And I don't know if that starts with Jeff. I I, I don't think the solution, right, is as simple as, oh, and then show Cops show more cops doing good stuff Because you know I don't think that's the solution I think so much stuff is rooted In the systematic oppression And this racism um, And also just sort of Yeah racism because there's fear that's there And then there's also issues with training I I don't know I don't know and I always say I grew up With family members that were um, uh, Police officers So I do have a lot Of respect for officers but at the Same time like you ain't my family member walking up to my car or addressing me, I'm going to be real nervous. Like, I'm be a little skeptical. And, and it's not even enough now, quite frank, to even be like, oh, if it's a black police officer working, walking up to you or an officer of color, you're probably fine. Like, the right. fear when it, racism runs deep through a lot of folks, and... Uh, that fear of officers is not just coming from white officers. It's coming from, yes, a lot of white officers for sure, but definitely coming from that uniform in general.
0: Exactly, um, and I, you know a lot of the defunding the police, is, you know, has been talked about, like defunding the police and um, getting them into like more uh, social training, ju- training, social justice training, and um, right. kind of more of a not. Uh, panic or what they call taught fear type of policing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think mm-hmm. somebody hit the head, I think you're going to have to I have to start more policing and be in the community, right? Either living in the community, um, showing up in the community, or doing something to show to bring back that that trust. I think that plays a, a intricate, uh intricate part because there's just right now, there's just mm-hmm. the face of the police looking good. Like you said, either black or white. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: unfortunately, yeah. Like, like you said, that patch is taking over the over the color, so
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, I think, yeah, uh, yeah that, that's going to have to happen. Like, we need the police. Like, I know we talked about it last week on last week's episode. Uh, we had talked about, you know, should we start policing our own community and do we even need still need the police? But I think in some instances that we still need their services, right? Um, but somebody had brought up a good point. Is like, you know, the police were were kind of made out of of racist, yeah, uh, um, yeah. type of. You know, for the police, it was made out for the white, for the white man to police. Um, it's rooted
1: in it, for sure. It's rooted in it.
0: Rooted, rooted in it. So, you know, that, that's a whole whole system, a long history of that. So it's like, at some, I do believe in the reform. Uh, I don't know if I believe in, a, in the dismantle of police or just the, the defunding of it, but I do believe in the reform of the police. Because we got to do something, like I said, for our kids. I, I'm, I'm, like I said, 30, uh, 32 now.
1: Go, so I, I say, go know. ahead and say it.
0: Don't don't hesitate to spit it out. <laughs> thirty two. <laughs> I'm thirty two now. And you know I've been growing up. I've had racing incidents happening to me with the police. Um, uh, one that you know I I share with a lot of people. Um, that was kind of disheartening. But um, you know I don't know about like I have a daughter. I don't know what to tell her. You know what the best approach is with her because it's just at this point I don't want her to be afraid of police, but I I, I don't want her to. Uh, be so trusted either right like i don't kind of a hard mm. a hard
1: system. no yes step between a rock and a hard place but you brought up a good point that community that community piece that community policing is really essential um i think we started to see a couple of years back a lot of cops started to be more present on social media to show some of the good that they're trying to do in the community and change some of that uh negative um language, and negative experiences that's floating around with officers, but yeah, it's not getting better. So we got to do better, folks. If you're an officer out oh, there good. and you are on the um, on the right side, you're doing what you're supposed to do. Talk to your peers, talk to your counterparts. Um, and if you are listening and you are, you potentially are one of those bad officers. Get your life together and um, come on Smart Ass Podcast so we can give you some tips um, before we start swinging, because we might fight you too. <laughs>
0: For real, and that's that's, that's on everything. And I just, I want you know give out a shout out to the good cops as well too that's using their voice to um, change police policing. Um, especially you know you see those you see those videos too with the police officers. I've got his name that uh, goes out to the neighborhood and gives the kids different type of gifts and toys. That, that's the one from Arkansas. Name.
1: You know that right, Norman?
0: Hey, from Arkansas. Norman, please Norman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, shout out to four, Arkansas,
1: everybody. baby. What's up, Arkansas? What's good, Miley? What's a, what's good, Arkansas? <laughs> Time, please. So, so, so now, now you're being disrespectful, <laughs> and I might have to police my own community and put my hands on you now. So this is a problem.
0: <laughs> but no, we yeah, we need to, to, to definitely get that under control. And uh, before we get off this subject, I still want to say that the officers of Breonna Taylor have still not been arrested,
1: not charged, arrested.
0: or so Go ahead.
1: No, I, I was echoing everything
0: you were saying. Yeah. They still haven't been charged. Either for Elijah McClain still haven't been charged. So for Breonna Taylor, uh, you know, Oprah did that, that big cover. Change, uh, actually took herself off oh, the and Put her on, front of, on the face of it and actually put her on the billboard, too. So um, mm-hmm. if you can, like I said, go un, 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 until uh to put in your petition to get those officers arrested. Same thing with Elijah McClain, please go um, mm-hmm. and you can get And for anybody that has has seen the uh, unjust murders of police officers, when it comes to uh, black and brown people, please go to your local um, representation of lawmakers to make sure you put the pressure on them to charge these officers who are killing us in the streets. So let's go. Let's go. uh, No problem. So let's go. Let's talk about. uh, You want to talk about American Airlines? Your your favorite airlines? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I think we have to follow in because 'cause we're talking about um officers and um this um black woman, um I, I assume black woman, I, yeah, a, a black activist, sorry. Um Arlinda or Arlinda Jones um was trying to get on a or was on her American airline flight uh, a couple of days ago when she was asked to leave. And so why did this happen? Okay, so she walked on the plane and she's wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt and a Fuck 12 mask. Okay, so you know Fuck 12 is anti-cops. So yeah. um, a um, stewardess or uh, I don't know, the, I, is it the stewardess or are they called the, um, I don't know, flight I don't attendant. know. Flight attendant, yes. I don't know if stewardess is like an old term or whatever. The flight attendant um, asked
0: say what in the
1: 1990s (laughs) that's because that's because k little been flying around the world since birth okay i am well known in many countries and areas no but um so they asked her to take off the mask uh, or to cover it up she actually removes the mask and puts a different mask on she then claims that the um One of the uh, flight attendants came to her and basically said, I don't want to see that mask again, to which she replied, leave me alone, lady. And then she said that kicked her off the plane. Now, the airline is saying that when she she did agree to remove her mask and she did remove or replace her mask, but then she started, you know, um, exclaiming, different levels of language, right? She became very aggressive and started speaking very um, in a hostile manner, and then they asked her to leave. Now, American Airlines said that they have a rule that you cannot, um, what is it, you cannot wear offensive language uh, clothing, so any, you can't wear or you can't display offensive language, anything that's offensive in that way. Um, I don't think most of us knew that, but she also stated that, they booted her off because she was black and because um, of a political reason too. So I was talking to quite Frank about this. Quite Frank sort of disagrees with me. Um, Hep, have- well, does disagree with me, but I think that if she had her BLM shirt on, she had her fuck twelve mask on, she was well within her rights. Because I have been on plenty of planes where someone had a the little nappy old red hat that said "Make America Great Again" or something to that extent, and they were not put off the plane. And in my opinion, that's offensive language because of what that means. And there's and there's probably been other things too, I'm sure. So what made this any different to have a fuck uh, twelve? Uh, mask on. It's uh, to me but freedom got, of speech.
0: True, which is true. I agree with that. But I think you gotta remember where you at. I mean, you're in a public airport. We have the government agents, right? TSA, there that are considered uh, police. So I think going going into that, you have to be aware of your surroundings. And I don't I don't find a reason for her wearing it, right? I don't think that's appropriate. But I think you just have to know that something can go along with that. Just like when we um, step out in public and wear certain things. Yes, we have we have the freedom to wear it, but then we have to know that comes with that is that you're gonna get looks, you're gonna get some people that might not agree with your statement of what you have on.
1: My friend, um, that's ask, just like saying if an officer pull you over and you mouth off, then you should have been more. Calm, and you should have been more quiet, and you should have you, you should have hushed up and just did what they have to say. Just be, just because you wear something that's within your rights and it's part of your beliefs and, and what you want to promote, which is totally fine, it doesn't mean that um, you should expect the consequences at that point. I don't think that's. No, a, no, no. I don't think that's fair. I
0: to say. Well, I'm saying her consequence was not being able to get on the plane. I I I, I think. Now she she got I she got she got past TSA right or she changed the yeah. mask when she after she got a TSA. Once,
1: she changed the mask on the plane when the flight attendant said please cover your mask and she she switched it. So no one stopped oh. her until she boarded the plane.
0: Gotcha. Well, that's different. I mean that that's different because she was able to get onto the plane while the plane the plane was in the air. Uh, it was uh, there.
1: it was a. Uh, Taxiing. So it was about to set off, then they made a U turn and brought her back.
0: I mean, yeah, I don't I don't I don't agree with I don't agree no I don't agree with her getting booted off of the plane. I just I'm just saying I you have to to um understand like you said like the airlines have their own policies, they have their own rules, right? Just like in America <laughs> they have their own rules. So you just have to know that sometimes when you take a stand that that, that stand can be them re- to a retaliation. Yeah, but that don't like,
1: make it I feel like that don't make it right. I feel like I feel like that means that you co sign on the on the response to it. It's like, well, you know, I agree with you taking the stand, but also, you know, if you do it, you gotta be ready for what's gonna happen because you know, we in America, you can't be doing those things. But it's like a legit that's, I that's think the, it was okay. That's, but but but, that's okay, the but they I don't mean, make it right. The reality was black no, people I gotta sit they, in the back okay, of the bus, but they don't make it right. Quite
0: frank. That, that that no, that's that's totally different because you're you're talking about sitting on the back of bus has to do with civil rights. A civil right and wearing what is could be considered offensive to someone, um, in a in a public policy is is totally two different things. I, I what I'm saying is why is that offensive? Why you, is why is F12 offensive
1: though? Why? Because
0: you're saying. Basically, you saying what I said. you like you gotta remember. Think of somebody that's been a police officer for thirty-something, twenty-four years, right, or forty years. Yes. Um, and that's their livelihood, right? They, they, they grew. They, they've been working as police forever. Their friends are okay. the police policemen, family members are policemen. So basically, you basically saying a, a, a fuck you to them, and okay, people so, get uh, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying. No, I'm just saying. You have to understand that that that's the reaction that people are going to have, and especially if you're in the airport, you don't know if that flight attendant maybe has an uncle or a husband that's a police officer, so you don't know what the reason was behind it, and you could never know. TSA may have said to her like, "Hey, this lady came on with this magazine here, stop her uh, when she gets on the plane." You don't know what the you know the background of it, of, all, of it all. I'm just saying that. You had to realize it just
1: just feels like you're not it feels like you're trying to cover up or you're trying to uh, sort of help the situation or 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 make it right for what they did. And to me that makes no sense. I don't care if someone is an officer don't do, don't, don't, don't play it again, <laughs> because cause I'm finna get started. I don't care if someone is sitting beside me on the plane and they were, are an officer. If you are aware in this world as you should be, which you said a couple of times, quite frank, you know what police have been doing to people in black bodies. So if this person is getting on this plane and they say F12, you, being an officer, should be fully aware. Um of what might what has happened or what they've seen to make them believe in that way, and if you want to change, you have a conversation, but at some point it ain't it can't be about you well, I'm offended by that because i'm a I'm an officer and i got a, i got a legacy of it well, you, Who you gotta, care gotta, uh, this is my you right
0: well you gotta tell racists that because races don't they racists don't care about when they tell us certain things to us they say certain things they don't care about how we feel oh, about it or what we think. I, I I it's agree 110,
1: but but the way you respond to it and the way that you defend the airline, it, it sort of supports what racist what racist folks do not, when they no, say well, it defend, was problematic I, that you did that. I'm
0: not defending the airline. I'm not defend, I'm not saying what they did was right. I'm just saying you're you treating her like know.
1: a child. You're treating her like a, a child like where you you, you should have known that you were going out in public. You should have known what could happen. But so this is what it is. That
0: was me. No, I'm saying that was me, and I had like an F12 t-shirt. And I know I'm going into, let's say, to a, 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 a I say I have court, and I and, and I go in court for a ticket, and I wear an F12 T-shirt. I I know going in, going into that that courtroom that, that I'm going to get say something too, or they're going to say no, that is a probation of of our rules of, of offensive wear. You can't wear that in here. So I can't be like, it oh. It doesn't
1: make it right. I'm not I'm, I'm not asking you to articulate. It. I'm not asking you to say that, oh, but well, that's what it could have been. Because I don't think anyone would have known that. Ain't nobody booking flights and reading all the rules of the airlines. Let's be real on that. But I'm asking you, if you wore that, do you think it's right? Because just because there's rules or things set in place, don't make it right. Don't make it fair. Don't make it equitable. So do you think it's right? No. I don't think it's right. But do I? Then do let me tell I, you, you know, something, so brother. Lead with that. Lead with that. <laughs> don't,
0: don't, don't I, that
1: just, I, I said that. I, no. I said that. I'm just saying. Your, your
0: main no. Your main point was that when she was told to cover it up, because they didn't say get off. You can't get on. They told her when she was in her seat to cover it up, and she chose not. To. I'm just no. She did. Face, she did. She did. She did. Oh, she, did go.
1: She, she 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 replaced the mask. They eventually put her off because they said that um, she got angry with them or her language became very foul. But my point is, it, but she said it didn't happen like that. Either way, I don't think they were in their right to ask her to replace her mask. And if they say if they deem F12 as being offensive, I want to know why I've been on flights where people have worn pro-Trump attire and they don't deem that offensive, because she said. Them asking her to get off the plane was racially and politically motivated. <laughs> huh?
0: White people well, are never going well, to
1: Trump where Well, I know, but I'm just saying if they want to talk about offensive language, I, I just think what they did to her was wrong. I didn't think it was okay. I thought it was. Um, very disrespectful oh. to even request that, and I think that is um, very disrespectful of you to side with American Airlines, but you've always been the person out for uh, money and greed because, quite frank, don't know how to be woke, and I'm helping him, but you co-signing on the airline is uh, problematic, um, and, and <laughs> it's problematic, and part of... Uh, what,
0: I'm saying is, I'm not saying that. what I'm saying is I, I wouldn't support, like, going forward, I would never get on American Airlines Flight ever now you you do anything you can to get on any type of flight, <laughs> but <laughs> what <laughs> I'm saying I would I would never support American Airlines. That's just me I don't I just I'm just saying in general sense that that's you know sometimes that's always that's always been outcome for anything that has to do with um, people being able to control a space that they can control. Like you never like I said you don't know what type of workers are were on that flight. What type of flight attendant that was? She could be one of the Karens out here. It's just ready to get one, and today was today was that day, which you could have got one. I'm just saying that that was in a controlled space where they can literally control that and and make you not be able to fly. And so all I'm saying right. is, if you know that, that just sometimes goes with the territory. That's what happened, you know. I'm, but I'm not saying that what happened was right. The American Airlines was in there and what? did did the right
1: thing. You're, you're, they, you're not, you're not, you're not directly saying it, but you're sort of are saying it. You're sort of saying it by saying, "Well, yeah, I, she has the right but If you know, you're going into spaces, you know, you know, you know these things. You sort of are condoning it. You're not directly saying it, but you are. And don't play another clip. I promise to God, I'm, I'm, I'll come over I, and break that computer. If you play it, another clip, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking my truth because I'm speaking facts. Are you here. gonna support? Are you gonna support American Airlines next time? Or are you gonna find? Are you gonna go on Spirit?
0: I so just, you got a choice. What, American Airlines, I'm asking to ask you a question. As American Airlines, you to, your, to, your to see your daddy. <laughs> and American Airlines, it's, it has a cheaper flight this spirit. Which one are you gonna, I'm going I'm going to gonna go gonna with
1: pick? Amtrak. Amtrak or my Toyota Camry.
0: Bam, Amtrak baby. Amtrak is not a choice. No, Amtrak is not a choice. Between that or uh, American Airlines Spirit, which one are you going to
1: choose? I just want to say, I haven't flown American Airlines in forever. I normally fly Delta or United. Or Alaska. That's <laughs> Alaska. what ballers do. That that's a good one. Or Air Canada or um you know, so many different or sometimes I rent my own jet and I fly myself because I can't.
0: Okay. It ain't tricking Diflect if you get it, you know. <laughs> Diflect deflecting the question is, is good. We're gonna go ahead and deflect the questions <laughs> and bring it over to another another issue yes, uh, that's going on. Um about, but I would not be supporting uh,
1: American Airlines uh, if, if that answers the question. I would not be supporting okay, American I
0: Airlines. <laughs> it's true though.
1: Okay. All right. The
0: oh, so <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about the Mrs. Jones. This is why I'm not. Okay, little you know, you more on this one, Jones. What's that one about?
1: Um, that's what we just talked about.
0: Oh, for you, the you,
1: okay. you, you know what I'm learning? Part of you not supporting her is not even recognizing her and just ignoring her name <laughs> we and stuff. Because We just had this we just had this whole conversation about um Arlinda or Arlinda Jones and you done talking about some who is this Jones person. We just had a whole conversation. This goes <laughs> back this goes back to women not being supported, especially black women and quite frank echoing these things and I supported her in the airline let's move on to the next topic please because i want y'all to read quite frank next week i want y'all to get them good because it's a messed up stuff and don't you tell oh. no- oh, me he needs some milk is Stop
0: playing crying.
1: This
0: God,
1: wait i just want to say this miss jones i'm really sorry um k little supports you Smart-ass podcast, at least 50% of it supports you. And um, if I ever sell my rights to this podcast, um, we're going to live it up on the money, all right? Let's continue. I support you,
0: <laughs> Mr. Jones, I support you. Um, so let's talk about NBA. I'm glad that the NBA is back. They have some uh, some news outside of uh, basketball uh, about some things that happened. So I don't know if you've been watching, you know, the NBA is back. They started their regular season or finished their regular season um, this week. And so today, you know, the NBA had made a, a real social justice um, kind of change or, or added to their platform when it came to supporting the Black Lives Matters movement. Um, so a lot of the players, you know, were able to wear uh, jerseys with different um, uh uh, I guess you call it phrases on the back, at least like Black Lives Matter or say her name or injustice and in quality or uh, police reform, whatever it was they choose to put on the back of their jerseys, along with um, videos being played and also uh, the taking of the knee. And so a lot of the players agreed to that, but you had some players that did not agree to that. And so two of the one of those players uh, was, um, I have his name up here, That clicking then, uh, then I lost
1: it. Okay, stop shaking your computer. You're not I had his
0: mom. name. You want, want me to, to give you his name? What was his name again? I don't
1: know. You don't have but it
0: either. You was about <laughs> to... I, <and> I, <laughs> I had his name, but I, then I... Um, um, lost but but, I but to be clear...
1: Fl- but to be clear, quite frank, this is a uh, a black individual, correct, who did yeah. not want to kneel or wear the Black Lives Matter T-shirt or apparel
0: um,
1: because... Um,
0: yeah, his name was um, Jonathan Isaac. So, yeah, he didn't want to kneel because of uh, his religious belief. So he felt that um, kneeling or wearing the shirt didn't go hand in hand. Uh, with the movement or then go go hand in hand with his beliefs you know believing that um you know Christians we all one people and we all you know fall short of God's grace but I don't think he said we fall short of God's race of the racism <laughs> uh that we've been seeing so he decided to not take a knee. Uh, um and unfortunately you know he got to a little a little uh accident uh oh, with his knee did. Uh, Surgery. He had just came back off an of injury. Uh, he left for Orlando Magic, but he had just came back off an of injury um, and then got hurt in the game, and now he's out for the whole duration of the season. So, um, you know, it's just crazy. Um, I don't know. How do, how do you feel about it? Like, I, I kind of don't know which way to feel about it. I'm glad that he, he took a stance and, you know, he went with his beliefs. And I don't think all what he said was wrong. I don't, I don't really connect what he was trying to say with the movement, but I yeah. don't necessarily think it was all outlandish for him to, you know, get backlash. You know? Which I don't think he's I, got a lot of backlash with what I've seen. But. Yeah.
1: I, I I sort of agree with you to a certain extent, quite frank, too, because I, I don't understand why he don't want to wear a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. I, I can't think of any type of connection to uh, Christian Christianity or the Bible that tells you that's a bad thing. Um, I can sort of understand the kneeling piece, you know, because it does talk about not kneeling to anything or anyone or any other God um, other than God or Jehovah. Um, so I, I feel like I could sort of get what he's saying there, but I also... I, I don't know. For the national anthem, um, I don't stand up. I don't put my hand over my chest. I sit down the whole time. So, you know, I, I, I guess he's trying to connect the kneeling piece or what it might look like to worship someone or whatever the case is. But also, I, I have to challenge him, too, because if you really wanted to go that far, you wouldn't. You don't stand to salute a flag that is um, rooted in well, we can go real deep on that. That's pro- that's pro- that's problems on his piece too.
0: But you know, you know, but do you know, that kind of remind you of in the conversation I think we met you before. It, it reminds me of the church, like the why is the church not in the front leadership of this um, Black Lives Matters movement? Like, why are they not mm-hmm. seen? Like, the church is never. Um, it was a great conversation uh, that they had with like Kurt Franklin and some other uh, pastors. But it was kind of yeah. a conversation of why. Black church, oh, especially the black church. Why is it so um, silent? And why is church religions so silent about this movement? Like I haven't seen a lot of um, stands when it comes to these, basically these mega pastors um, taking a stance or kind of voicing their um, voicing their opinions or even using their platforms to to, to try to bring social justice. Like well, I, I just don't get why that doesn't happen.
1: But I it wonder if like they're different. thinking like, no, I, I get that, but I wonder if if it's more associated with like, not that's not my job or my responsibility, but more like I'm here to govern my, you know, my community, my congregation, educate them, and encourage yeah, them the to also go is, out. Is right. No, but I. I, I, I mean, that's, that. Yeah. Go ahead. Is sad, I think it's that
0: thing. Is is the neighborhood like, and I think that's what church yeah. has gotten away from. It's like you think about who's in your pulpit or who's in your congregation, but your congregation is your neighborhood, the neighborhood that your church is out, resides in, right? So I, I don't know when church has, has decided to take a a, a a back seat to when it comes to people <sighs> that don't have the so same uh, beliefs or same yeah um, religious. Um, way of thinking you know it just seems like we've they've gotten really segregated separated from from us and i don't want to say us. i I, I do believe god but i don't really decide myself religious religious but you know, I just oh, I don't
1: know. Oh, I whoa. Know. Whoa. What? what? Whoa. Whoa. whoa y'all, what? Y'all, did y'all just hear that? Because quite frankly, he don't consider himself religious, religious. This man was the one that got baptized literally in the bathroom <laughs> um, using toilet water back in the day because he was so <laughs> dedicated. But this was surprising to me that he no, just I, said that. No, but
0: I even when I got baptized, I got bat, bat, baptized for God, for Jehovah. Right. I got baptized. him. I didn't get baptized. For the pastor, for the um for the religion, I got baptized because I wanted to renew myself with God. That to me, of that course. had nothing to do with. Religion. But I, I still, I still never agree with the ways ways of the church. I mean, even the church I went to when I was in when I did get baptized was more of a you know considered a white church.
1: Um, yeah, you you, you had beef with some people at some point, right?
0: I was one. I almost fought a pastor. Literally, like I almost yeah, I fought the pastor. Like that. <laughs> And um but I but I never agree with it. So but I've, I've always had a problem with that like but they, that's his situation what he was saying uh with the player. I, he, he has every right to to do what he feels is right or, or take a sense of what he feels is right. I just think sometimes um you have to do your look at it from both sides. I don't think kneeling would have would have done you any bad. Like just like mm-hmm you know you can pray for people and still know at the same time like I or pray for the situation right and pray for the racist hearts and also take a knee for with your brothers and sisters you know I don't mm-hmm. see what really the difference is
1: I know and and I think there was more of an expectation for him to do it because he's black right and there's there's a lot of pressure um to always Constantly, literally, be an advocate in a lot of ways, or, or a teacher, or activist in a lot of ways, um, especially when it comes to your own people. But I i think it would have been okay. And I'm also wondering too if churches and pastors are probably, in some situations, quite frank, more excited about what's happening in the world, not because it's a good thing per se, but because it's marking of the last days. They know that our time on this earth is, is sort of coming up potentially, depending on what your beliefs are. So it's more of a um celebratory piece uh, occasion, right? But it's different. But anywho, teachers home to each um I do you, I don't know how do, do
0: you think do you think athletes have an obligation to use their platforms to speak or do you think it really uh, changes things? I know a lot of people saying that, especially like players from overseas say that, you know, they didn't grow up here but they live here, they make money here so they understand the importance yeah. not only yeah. being uh you know, represent their their teammates, which is, the NBA is almost all black, right? But also bring yeah. awareness to their own home, showing that the home country, is like, hey, this isn't just as happening that we all need to take a stand. So Do you think they have that obligation to do that and to use that platform? And do you think that platform actually really works to speak to people that that maybe uh, wouldn't otherwise listen, but because their favorite athlete
1: is talking about it, they'll give them like a kind of an open ear. I, I think very much so because I think that sports is so beloved in the country. People will listen to the athletes, and I think um, they, they, they hear them. One, they they have a larger reach than the average average man or woman or person. Um, they have a larger audience and reach, but I think that they all hear them because they respect them so much or in awe by them or look up to them. I think uh, when Kobe Bryant died, and, I mean, the world was hurt and affected by them, and a lot of people started to say – I adopted that Mamba mentality because of you. You taught me how to work hard. I am where I am because of what you sort of showed and role model. So I think, yeah, athletes right. have a lot of power when they do what they do and what they say is repeated and um, represented to their audience and their, their their fans for sure. Right. Yeah.
0: So yeah, you see all you athletes. You have from 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 the national uh, to the pros to the college athletes. You guys have a have a big load on your shoulder. Some of you are playing, some of you are not. But just because if you're not playing, if you're not, you can still use your platform. Just like we do here on Smartass Podcast to promote and, social justice. So keep oh, going.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would also like to add to that because um, I was an athlete in school. I was uh, in a marching band. And so um,
0: having that... <laughs> that <is>
1: not- <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. anybody that's anybody that's marching a band know how difficult it is in the summers that get you out there marching, learning your routine, remembering music, sweating. So I was an athlete in school, and I used my voice um, in a big way when I could. Um, and so I want to encourage all the athletes, you know, the cheerleaders, the band people, the drum majors, uh, to also continue to utilize, you know, your your your, your podium. Your platform,
0: rather. Excuse me, your platform. Everybody needs reputation. Everybody needs (laughs) reputation. Yes.
1: Shout out to the uh, band athletes in the world.
0: All right. All right. Well, that ends it for Asinine. Uh, We looked at our cultural events. We'll just make sure we have this segment next episode.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, y'all, we only have um, so much time left in the show. We've really enjoyed this conversation. I want to spend a little bit of time on Kate Little Lifestyle to talk about our mental health during this pandemic. Recently, um, former First Lady Michelle Obama talked about experiencing a low-grade depression and I thought that was really interesting and really big, right? And people have really been flocking to that and appreciating hearing someone of that uh, status actually be so honest and raw in the situation. But also there's been some polling done in the country and um, some of the information was really shocking to me but made a ton of sense. One third of Americans are showing signs of clinical anxiety or depression and based on another poll, uh, Americans are the unhappiest they've been in 50 years. So this pandemic is really serious, right? I know we talk a lot about um, keeping yourself healthy and fit during the pandemic because you don't want the COVID belly. Um, You want to make sure you um, you are eating properly. You're keeping your immune system intact and keeping it strong. Um, So it if you do catch the virus, uh, and we hope you don't, that it doesn't take you out um, like it has done so much of the population, right? Um, but don't forget your mental health. Don't forget your, your 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 whole body, your whole list of you, but your mental health, right? Because this pandemic is serious. When you are witnessing death, when you are witnessing so much uh, tension in the world, when you're witnessing so much hurt, and then experiencing the isolation, and you can't enjoy your life in some of the ways you want to, whether that's going outside to get that uh, the sun because vitamin D in the sun makes you feel better, whether it's being able to go to the gym to take your mind away um, or offer of some different things, whether it's just your unemployment piece or, or concern with your employment that's weighing on your mental health and your stress. Be mindful of what you feel in a lot of moments and pay attention to that. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was like in a – Oh, maybe a little bit longer than that. I was a mess. I had the worst attitude. I was not kind to quite Frank. I was just really messed up to my oh. family, too. Oh, <laughs> and what? it was because yeah. of my mental oh, my health. Was... <laughs> my, <laughs> listen, my mental health, my mental health was not stable. I was slipping. And I just had a conversation with a good friend last night talking about um Really want to take some steps to getting a therapist, because I think that's so important but in this in this pandemic it 's not just enough to care for your physical being, you have to take care of the mind because that influences so much of what we do whether we feel like getting up to work out, feel like talking to people, feel like going to work, feel like doing whatever the case is, we have to keep ourselves intact. I want to make sure we start to get rid of this negative stigma when it comes to mental health. It's okay to not be okay and then to figure out what you need to get some assistance with that. So be in tune with yourself if you can and take some steps um, to just improving your mental health. Do something that you love, if you're working from home or going into work, see if you can take a day off if it doesn't cause more stress. Go outside and soak up the sun. Be one with nature. My holistic doctor tells me to literally go to the park and dig my feet in the mud or in the earth to feel Mother, mother Nature is what he always says. So um, take some, do some of the things that will make you feel, uh, feel really good. And if you don't know what that looks like, I assure you, if you're in the house most of the day and not feeling your best, go on a 10, 15, 20-minute walk. It'll change your whole mindset in that moment. But take care of yourself mentally. And that's K-Little Lifestyle. dun, dun, dun. Why don't we have a tune good. for K-Little Lifestyle?
0: Thank good you. for an applause. But I just want to say, you know, we keep missing it, but I see it kind of has gone along with mental health and talking about um, make sure your, your, your mind is healthy. Um, you know, we keep, we keep passing over this subject, but I just want to, we might as well just mention it while we're talking about K-Little's health. Um, I think your family plays a role into your mental health sometimes. Oh, I know a sure. lot of people have been, have been uh, not been able to see their families, whether uh, it's by choice, whether by uh, you can't cause a long distance of COVID and not want to take a chance or a risk or maybe you're international uh, or in another state or another country um, mm-hmm. and you just can't get there. So uh, the, the role of, of not being able to see your, your people, you know, sometimes Facetime gets old. You need that 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 reassurance. Because I tell you, when when K-Little was going through his depression, I thought I thought he, I didn't know what was gonna go, what was gonna happen to him. But as soon as he was, was visit, not was, depression. He, his daddy, yeah, he had this yeah, he had this glare in his eye that that I remember that I used to have when I see my my loved ones or my aunt or my uh, cousin, uh, you know, that raised me. So and my brother you know, look at that his eye, you know, I, I, I miss that, so that twinkle when you see somebody that you love and you feel more relaxed, so, um, you know, it, it, mental health is very important right now, you know, you've seen so many people uh, like, you know, and I want to use an antenna as, as a as a kind of example, but like, the lady that passed away was named Jazz Flock, um, you know, passed away uh, with her mental health, well, or they have misdated stated that, that that was happening, but you can kind of put the puzzles together, but you know, it it is important that you just don't uh sit by yourself and, and not uh be able to talk to people, talk to family. Um that's what family is for, that's what they're here for. Uh so yeah. I know it can be a very hindering thing, especially if you're close to your family, you know, you, maybe you have a big or a small family, but uh you know, you gotta I this is a stage where you can't be be with ones that you love the most, you can't be close to them, so um you know, do do the best that you can. You know, but I just want to put it out there that you know I miss I miss my family. That's my, you know it can play a lot on yeah. you know,
1: too. For sure, for sure. And and I'll say quickly and briefly too. Um, you have to you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. A lot of times when you want to see family, but you you're afraid of potentially having a virus and bringing it to your family. Um, I. If you're experiencing that, I don't really have a the best answer for you. I was nervous. I did a lot of research before I went to North Carolina. I would only take Amtrak because they were doing social distancing, 50% in the car. Um, I, was, I wore gloves and a mask the entire time. I stayed away from people. I was extremely nervous to bring it to my family. But I prayed so very hard, and my family did too. And thankfully um, – I didn't bring anything and I didn't catch anything when I was there, but it's difficult. It's a really hard decision. If you can do your research and you can figure out a really safe way to get there and see your family, try to do it. But if it could put you, your family at risk, I want you to just be mindful of that and figure out some ways to hold yourself um, or place yourself in some good moments or some positive mental health, um, some, some better improved mental health um, while you're at home, whether that is exercise whether that is to eat your favorite meal once a week, whether it is just to go sit out literally on a bench um, and be one with nature, listen to your favorite song. Right. I promise it and approve right.
0: it. So. I find a yeah. hobby. That's what we do. You know, we do this podcast each and every Thursday. That brings relief to me. You know, not having to deal with the day-to-day <laughs> stresses of the world. So, um, you know, find a hobby. Podcast find you, you, Don't do a but,
1: podcast. Especially with a partner because they don't do what they supposed to do in this. It's, I, I it's do, a hobby I do, for him. yeah. It's a hobby for quite frank because I do the work. But anyway,
0: <laughs> please, please. But um, yeah, just um, you know, do 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 take care take care of yourself, and take care of your yeah. not only your body but your mind. So thank you for that, Caleb, sure. for that like, that lifestyle. Definitely will have more of those coming. It's very important. Damn.
1: I love
0: it. So you want to get to the favorite part of the show? It's the Mouth Off. Mouth
1: Off.
0: We talk about what bothers this week, and it's our opinions and our opinions alone, but we don't give a care about what you have to say because we are correct. Boom.
1: Ready rumble. You know what's what funny? It, I... Wait, go ahead, go
0: ahead, go ahead. I, swear, I was gonna say you want to take it first, but what are you gonna say?
1: Oh, I-, I was gonna say you know normally I really hate that song, but today I was feeling it, so it's it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's leaning obvious. It's coming over here. Um, so did you want to go first, quite Frank, or you want me to go?
0: Uh, whatever, you go first. Did y'all first last time? Well, I always I'll go first.
1: first. Okay so yes. I, so oh. I, what? Where go, ahead, go. On, go on. Okay, sorry y'all. So, um I have a lot of mouth off mouth offs, um that I could probably talk about. There's been so much happening in the world, but I'm going to get a little personal with this one and I'm going to say my mouth off is going to my um little baby younger sister. Um I love my sister That that, that is, is, you know, my siblings, I love them to death. I have an older brother and a younger sister. My younger sister did one of the most remarkable things in the world and gave birth to my intelligent, I mean, honestly, y'all, he is a genius of a nephew, okay? But... As much as I love my sister, you know, she's a little hard-headed. She's a little bit like K-Little, a little stubborn. And uh, I'm going to give her the mouth out because sometimes my sister going out, hanging with friends, uh, uh, trying to celebrate X, Y, and Z. Now, she ain't being incredibly reckless. But reckless enough for my tasting. Okay. So I'm going to, my mouth office to my sister and all I'm going to say is baby sis makes my decisions. I want you to be safe. I want you to be well. I want um, your child, my nephew to be well. I want your fiance, my future brother-in-law to be well. I want your friends to be well too. Okay. Don't be a fool. I assure you, I will call you and text you every day, and you know I will, and, and and call you a fool if you make some crazy decisions, okay? Be smart about everything you have to do for the sake of your family. Don't ever be on this mouth-off section again because you want to be foolish. Because if I come back and uh, take my vehicle from you, it's going to be a problem.
0: Oh, my
1: God! That's all I got to say. Jesus. You <laughs> like, that, yes, Jesus. But I, but I love my, well, my sister. My sister and my brother are like—I mean—they're my everything. So I love them. So I do all of that with love and care, and she know I do. But I hope she don't watch listen to this episode because I'm scared. But you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, little sis. Well, you're doing your big brother thing. I, I get it. I get it. So my mom's off is going towards my ridiculous professor. Oh my gosh. That's right. <laughs> so, Quite frank is in school. He's getting his master's degree. Uh, so I tell him why I get a master's degree. A degree. No, tell don't tell him
1: what, what you're getting it
0: in. I would tell him that. No, but what, what, I am surprise, right. what I am going to focus on is is my my, my profession. Now I'm with the whole professionalism. I'm with the uh, uh, learning, uh, making sure that I do my best and things like that. But at this point, during this COVID nineteen and taking classes online. I really don't care about half of the stuff that we're learning about, and my teacher is making it very hard for me right now in this semester. And we all been to school before. We've all had difficult teachers. We all had had uh, uh, things that we don't like about certain teachers and things like that. This, but this this teacher, one particular teacher, takes me to a whole new level. And I don't know is it because I've seen her picture and she reminds me like she has the hairdo of a Karen, and she has the smile. <laughs> of a Karen, but oh my gosh. she's just, she's irking me. She's irking me. And I, and I know that could be a little, a little racist. I know That's it could be a little racist. Racist.
1: <laughs>
0: But <laughs> she really has been getting on my nerves this semester. And all I want to do is just pass this class. So I need for her to just loosen up, all right? We're dealing with a pandemic. We're going to different things. You know, we have people in this class that might – have family and our family that's going uh, getting on their nerves. We all working from home, and it's like, don't you have a life? Don't you just want to sit back and say, hey, you're already, I'm already in the profession that I'm going to school for, so just lighten up. We know to have the things that we learn, we don't use in the real world, right? It's have the stuff theories we know we don't even use. But like I said, I get it. You want me to be my best, but my best right now is not in 2020. All right, let's save that for <laughs> 2021. All right. <laughs> I, I can't do my best right now. <laughs> with everything that's going on, I just want to pass through, all right? This is like I want to do with 2020. I just want to pass through it. So, please. that's being real right there. Okay? So, for the professors out there, give it a break, okay? Just go teach your class. Get your little paycheck, all right? So, you know, teach us, teach us enough to get through. And I know that's bad to say, but, hey, it is what it is. So, for my professors out there, like, just, give, just give, give me a break and give yourself a break, all right? And, and we'll be a much, much better, a better, I'll be a much better student and you'll be a much better teacher, all right? So uh, so let's, let's just go ahead and just uh, end, that, like, end that right there with my mouth off.
1: Listen, so here's to hoping that my sister don't listen to this podcast and quite Frank's professor don't listen to this <laughs> podcast because I, I, I might get beat up and cussed up and quite Frank might fail the class. So it, it could be really bad for both of us. I got two more
0: classes left. I can't please. I'm just I'm just I'm just, you know, letting it off. But please. I still need oh my to pass.
1: Uh, okay. Well, uh y'all, we have reached the end of the show. We are at that point where we need to say so long farewell to you, my friend. Y'all remember that? Should I do the song? So long? No, farewell. Okay. Um, so <laughs> First off, thank you all for tuning in. Um, we appreciate y'all sticking with us. We are in episode, what, number five. Um, so thank y'all who have been here from the beginning and those who just joined us and those who will join us at some point. Please stick with us as we continue to get better and have a good time with the show. Um, at some point, we're going to get that intro right, you know. We'll with, with, with the, we, we almost had <laughs> it. It was hilarious. Um We'll definitely see you next week, every Thursday at seven thirty Eastern Standard Time here on Blog Talk Radio. Okay. Blogtalkradio.com backslash ass podcast. And if you miss this live show, no worries. Find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts the next day, every Friday, okay? Sometimes the same night um on the Thursday, and you can listen to us there. Quite frank, do you have anything else to say to the people?
0: I just want to tell people, be blessed. Thank you for listening. Have Enjoy your, your week, your weekend. Stay safe. And hopefully uh, next week when we, if we, when we do the show, uh, we go up the phone line to get, get you guys to call in. But I appreciate everybody that's been listening and taking the time out of your Thursdays to come rock with the Smart Ass Podcast.
1: Awesome. So, everyone, be safe, be well, and we'll see you smart asses next week.